Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. HawkFanatic.com, brought to you by Patrick Eads and his staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on Mormon Trek. Beautiful cars, new and pre-owned, and a great service department. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Falbo Brothers Pizza. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. GT Car and his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyoke Inn, now serving breakfast in the Amanas. Players, Sports Bar and Grill, downtown. And Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental, in Cedar Rapids. Here's Tom Souter along with Pat Hardy from HawkFanatic.com. Thanks, Captain Steve. Beautiful, sunshiny day. It is, yeah. In marked contrast to the last few days. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be windy, but uh, other than that, should be should be okay. Slight chance of rain. How about this weekend? Um, sunny, uh, upper 40s on Saturday. How about Friday night? Friday night, uh, upper 20s. <sighs> For yeah. a high? Well, they're Friday playing, night. The baseball game starts at four. The Iowa Illinois game, assuming. But I was highs will be in the low forties Friday, play. and then upper twenties Friday night. I could see them maybe playing a doubleheader on Saturday. Hope not. Low forties, depending on the wind. I mean, they played that series against Central Michigan, but again, that was not conference. Northwest big. winds Friday, fifteen to twenty-five. And you say the low Friday chance of snow. <laughs> the low Friday nights twenty-six. You said. Bite your tongue, yeah. Mr. Soberoff. Uh, Friday night, upper 20s. So. See, that the lows probably won't hit till around midnight. Or, and the game will be well over by then, but yeah. not good weather for the... No, if the 25-mile-an-hour winds. <laughs> well, beats today, 35-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, but today's sunny and... And then tomorrow, uh, rain and snow showers in the morning, rain in the afternoon. 
25 to 35 mile an hour. Well, this is just great. Thanks. Well, you wanted to know. No, Pat. Well, why don't you kill oh, the just, messenger? I'm Pat just put to the know. messenger out of his misery. I was just wondering for the <laughs> baseball. This is a big series. Yeah. I mean, it's a Big Ten home opening series, but Illinois is 5-1 in conference play. and I mean, it's a big series for them. And the weather, I mean, they just have not caught in a break no, with the weather all this spring. It's been tough. But if it's – I mean, they did move the game from 6-4, to four, and obviously I think they did that because of just it's going to be colder yeah. at 8. That's what I couldn't figure out up at Michigan last week. They kept pushing the start of the game back – to when it was getting colder. To where it was getting colder. It was just the most. <laughs> that went on for like three hours. And people on the people on Twitter were like, so what, are we just waiting for it to get colder? I mean, it was just that they finally canceled it and made a doubleheader, which they may do Friday, which is unfortunate. I like those Friday night games. We're supposed to play Bradley tonight. To, today, Tonight, yeah. That's another. I know they want that for attendance, but you know how cold it's going to be there at 8 o'clock when they're in like the fifth inning? With 35-mile-an-hour winds? <laughs> look up Peoria. See, let's look at their weather. Let's just, I think it's about the thousand. Let's bitch yeah, about the weather, and can we get Mace on? <laughs> and then we could actually complain to Mace about the weather and then make fun of his music taste, right? Cause isn't his we worse, can always make fun of Mace. Isn't his worse than mine, his music taste? Yeah, yes. He's corn and, like, like docking and Slayer yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, Friday. No, no, tonight, 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 tonight for Peoria. Oh, tonight. Tonight, Peoria. They're, they're in Peoria okay. tonight, 6 o'clock. Okay. I don't know why they just don't move it up to 4. I know that's easier said than done, but you would think they'd be able to do that. It will be uh, 49. Oh, okay. Oh, that, and that, yeah, wins 13. Well, wow. So not so bad. So theirs isn't yeah, near as bad as ours. It really isn't. Their wind is not. Now, what will it be there? What's their low tonight? What will it be? I wonder. 3. 38. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. But by eight o'clock, by eight o'clock, when the sun, it's going to be cold there. It's just, but they'll be able to play. Let me move it up to eight o'clock, forty-nine. Well, well, that's bearable. I mean, you don't, you'd prefer not to play baseball in the forties. See what Karn thinks. Is this Karn? No, it's Mace. Oh, it's Mace already. Hi, Mace. Slayer. I'm not docking in Slayer. I'm just going by what these guys tell me, Mace. Metallica. Okay, Metallica. All right. How about Corn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to their concert, was it a week and a half ago? Really? Like wow, that. you're an active corner. How about yeah. Slipknot? Slipknot's okay. They're, okay. they're not one of my favorites, but they're okay. Who's your favorite? I, I'm, Who's you your... know, I, I, I'm closer to you, Pat, than I am to, you know, Captain and his Ambrosia good, good, and stuff good. like that. Good, <laughs> yeah, good, good. I, that means Scott there's hope. Burn, that guy. <laughs> You've left them speechless. They're both <laughs> they're figuring out what to say. So okay, so Corin and their kind was anybody else there, or was it kind of a private showing for you? No, no, no. It was uh, well. I was I was in a box. I was in a suite, but so Ooh. it was six of us in there. So it was kind of private. But no, it was a full con. Okay, oh, here's cool. one. How many would Corn get at Kinnick? I, I didn't. 10, 15. They got, they got, they had about 17 here. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, did anyone, uh, uh, when they were introducing him, say, oh, shucks, here's Corn? <laughs> I knew, I was wondering no what you were going to come up with. No one shot at the tour bus here, Captain. <laughs> so, okay, Corn, you like, who else do you like? Uh, Metallica, he said. Metallica, okay. Pantera, ACDC. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Everybody likes ACDC. 
Eh, not no, me. Not really. Not really. Oh, no. I like. I, I like. like one, we like Back in Black. I like or, one song. You shook me all night long. That's and I like Back in well, Black. Well, that I guess. Yeah, yeah. for the Money Iowa thing. Talks. No, like Big it. Balls. I just yeah. like the name of it. But the, <laughs> yeah. the song is not real. Yeah, Captain yelled at Justin for playing Big Balls one time. Oh, he played that on he your. He yelled sh- at everybody for playing something he doesn't like. Yeah, he's he's Putin. <laughs> yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. our Putin. <laughs> That's what I yep. am. Air supply. That's what Captain like. <laughs> Shut up. God, they were big never when I was in high air, school. I've never played air supply in my life. They were so big when I was in high school. Girls would listen to them and just start crying. I, I would start crying, too, if I listened to <laughs> they them. They were bad. All out of love. I get this Facebook request from Captain recommending me to go see the air supply time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I did. You were right mocking him, though, Yeah, you? I was mocking him. <laughs> I was mocking you. I'm constantly <laughs> mocking him. <laughs> They're going to so be I at the casino. in the corn concert. <laughs> They're going to be at the casino, or they've been at the casino. I don't remember. Oh, air supply? Yeah. You think you can get them to I th- call I in? I think they were there. They have already been. Have they already? You been? Think they would have come on the show. No. <laughs> Is it That's the same two guys? Is it the same two guys? I don't have. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's air supply. Yeah. Yeah. Captain's all out of love. Yeah. So lost without him. I'm all out of love. <laughs> oh, I'm so God. lost without you. Jesus. Yeah. Fran that. can't get here quick enough. I just take a take a baseball bat to that dude and <laughs> that Fran interview's End a of long. Concert. That Fran interview's a long way from now. You know it? Yeah. This is like climbing a mountain. Yeah. All right, well, Mace, I, I stand somewhat corrected. I, I don't know. Would I like corn more than Taylor James or Taylor Swift? I wonder. Yes. Okay. I, ha- I, don't, I haven't listened enough to either one to know. What do you guys think? No. I, I don't know corn well enough to. Yeah. To My in. niece used to listen to corn and her head would bow. I know. It's pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah. It is. It is. Okay. Well, yeah. And Taylor what, Swift isn't. Yeah. That's what gave you a heart attack, Mace. Corn? All that, yeah, banging your No, head. I was listening to Captain Steve and uh, Jim Hunter that morning. I had a heart attack, and Scoots was doing sports. That's oh. what I was listening to. <laughs> well, so no wonder. <laughs> and you didn't learn. You're still listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> so are you saying the 13-hour-old sports scores put you under? <laughs> it was something like that. Maybe it was the coffee I had that morning, too. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. Wow. Okay, Mace. that would have been great if I would have died. My last thing I no, would have heard was you giving old sports scores. And... <laughs> what a way to go! Yeah, yeah, what a way to go! Yeah, be Ghost of Mace. <laughs> who would run Ghost of yes, Mace? I don't know. Who, would, who would run Ghost of Mace? I don't know. And those w- clips wouldn't be nearly as exciting. <laughs> would it be a nicer ghost? Oh yeah, because Gavin's just uh, mean. I don't know why is he always well, mean. Well, it depends. Is there a, there's an, I've never heard a nice ghost of Gavin. All of them are mean with an edge. Yeah. Ridiculing. <laughs> yeah. Confronting. Well, those, that's because the mean ones are the funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> were there nice ones? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, there sure. There were nice ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, K-I-N-F is that's cheerily <laughs> delivered. Yeah, at his expense, we're making fun of his inability to spill for a cheap laugh. Right? No. No, the, the, this the, is a... the backstory though is he was explaining what he did. Oh, yeah. okay. And he was really spelling it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't want to say what he did, so oh, he was trying to spell it out to not he... sound so guilty. So he was being subtle. <laughs> pulled his uh, yes. Pulled a knife on his driver. I remember you guys telling yeah. me that story. 
Why did he have a driver? Wait, you mean like uh, a taxi? Was this like a chauffeur? <laughs> like no, it was a yeah. limo. It, it was like a chauffeur driving the ghost. Why did yeah. he have a chauffeur? He was in a he's big time driving he Gavin. Time. He was in a group home. Well, not everyone in a group home has a chauffeur. Well, they had a driver, and for he, him specifically, or just for people? For, oh, okay, for people, people at home. Okay, yeah, and he had to get to. He did a radio show on Radio Fairfax. And it actually was pretty. It wasn't bad. It really Except wasn't bad. He, for him singing along with the songs, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> the way I'm singing along with the I only songs. heard him once. So they'd put a song on you by ran a group. A tighter and, board than Captain. <laughs> Shut up. He would sing over the mic. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. He'd sing along with Leonard Skinner. That reminds me of the McCartney concert I went to, and my buddy, we taped it to have it, and he sung, and all we could hear was him singing in the tape. <laughs> you could barely hear the music, in the, and just him bowing. It was not good, but all right, well. Um, well, we got that weather station, Mace. Gonna ins- oh, good. What'd you, get, what'd you get? Davis. Davis. Oh, okay. That's what Corey said to get. It's not yeah, those as- are pretty good. Those should be solid. Yeah. As long as you put it up correctly. Well, it's not as pretty as as this one, but it should be. Hopefully, it'll, it w- will work. Yeah. Well, it'll work. Okay. <laughs> well, this one worked until the derecho. <laughs> yeah, until the derecho. <laughs> then all bets are off. I, uh, I guess so. Would it take out the anemometer, the wind? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, unless uh, unless the wind was coming from the south, and then it worked. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> The last thing it read was 109. <laughs> so that would be the strongest wind in Johnson County. So I already questioned it, but that's all right. Well, that was the just, duration. It right? was frozen at 109 from the duration. Yeah, after the first duration. We've had another sure. one since. Oh yeah, we had two. And we have the uh, winter derecho, didn't we? Called something yeah, else. Yeah, but nothing like the one in August. It's called no, something else, like right, Mace? We have nothing like the one in, in no, two August. No, not like though. the first one, but it, well, we had another. It'll be derecho. two years this August, right? For the yeah. big, the bad one. That so what was the winter derecho called? Isn't it a different name? Mace? I think oh, you're asking me? Yes. I figured this is, this is all Captain. Um, <laughs> Isn't it Doug? I, I didn't even know if they, they officially classified that as duration. They I, did. They may have. Yeah, they, they did. did. Okay. Yeah. But it was guess. called, it wasn't... I don't even remember. They just classified, what I remember, they said we, we had another duration. When was it? I don't even recall. It wasn't like the first one. It was in December. God, I don't even remember it. It was in the middle of December because we had our first December tornadoes ever up here. Okay. I do remember the December tornadoes. Yeah. I just don't remember the duration, partly because I didn't lose any power, whereas the one two years ago, I lost six days of power. Yeah, uh, December 2021 Midwest duration and tornado outbreak. So, yes, it was classified. No, I do remember all those tornadoes because it was really unseasonably warm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So, all right. Um, I, I would. Did you have a weather question? Because that's why I was calling. I heard you say something about. Well, we were we were weather. checking the weather for this weekend in Iowa City because baseball's got a big series and the weather has just sucked so far. I mean, they played up in Ann Arbor last week and it was in the 30s and low 40s and it's just and it's going to be bad Friday. The captain just read off a miserable forecast for Friday night. Yeah. Well, right. At least it'll be dry Friday night. It shouldn't be. Yeah. There's no precip this weekend, right, Captain? It's dry all week. Uh, Friday in the morning. Sunny near because... 50, Saturday near 60, oh. Sunday. Oh, so no, that's... They've changed That's that. better than the... Isn't it amazing, Tom, how we always get different forecasts? 
for the for the well. Okay, it says here Saturday upper forty. So yeah, 50. well he just yeah upper forty is near fifty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, and then what about sixty on 49 Sunday? Forty nine is near fifty, Captain. But that's all right. Did I hear a near sixty on Sunday? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's you, that'll be fine then. Yeah. yeah. As long as there's not a ton of wind and no precip, they'll be able to play at least some well, normal baseball. He's Mr. Optimist. And you're yes. Mr. It's, yeah, it's Mr. Optimist, Mr. Pessimist, yeah. like my columns. Yeah. You're Mr. Pessimist. So yeah. you got uh, you got your twins job again this year, Mace? Yeah, we can't, unfortunately, postpone tomorrow to Friday. Not that it's going to be that much better Friday. Um, at least it won't be raining or snowing, or you know, it'll be dry, but we might only be a degree or two warmer Friday, and oh. not quite as windy, but you know, we won't have to worry about rain and snow. My yard is just a it's just so saturated with water right now. There's nowhere for it to we go. We probably are still half ground frozen here, so I don't even know if this Well, is we probably end. are here too, aren't you, don't you think? Cuz I think that's the water doesn't oh, seem to be draining like it normally does cuz the ground's probably still frozen, so Yeah, that's probably it. I have I haven't looked at soil temps. The sun has been so rare though recently. When I woke up today and saw it, I smiled. I'm like, "Wow, the sun. It just hasn't been around much." We're not the only ones who are going to have to probably postpone or push. Um, you know, any anybody who's got a home game in the Great Lakes, and I think even the Northeast. I thought I heard the Yankees might be talking about it, Boston as well. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Well, it is spring. Get some bad weather. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're supposed to hear we're going to be in the sixties next week, like you. So it warms up quick. It'll get here, and then we'll appreciate it even more. And then before you know it, we'll be bitching wow. about the humidity. There's the there's the positive angle that quickly went negative. <laughs> <laughs> you know that humidity's lurking. <laughs> Got a great show here, Captain. I'll let you get back to Hawks fanatics. Thanks, so Mace. Mace. Can call in. See you later. He beat Bye. Karn. <laughs> this may have rattled Karn a little bit. You know, she may be she may be having to regroup. I think Karn's so. rattled. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> oh man! What we had? We had um, Iowa football players yesterday. Five of them were made available. Let's see: Noah Shannon, Riley Moss, um, Kayvon Merriweather. Um, God, they're escaping me. Um, Noah Shannon's. I already mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Evans, and it was um, some good. I mean. Riley Moss, I'll tell you what, I mean, he is a really just a nice guy. He's always in a good mood when he talks to the media. He's very engaging. He he seems to really enjoy it. And he talked about how he used to be a terrible public speaker. And then dealing with us in the media has really helped him. And now, God, he's a great interview. He's got a great sense of humor. He's funny. He talked about, you know, just the, the agonizing over the decision, whether to come back or not. And he's convinced he made the right decision. And, hey, just do whatever makes you happy. I mean, the NFL is not going anywhere. Yeah. And um, so if he has another good year and position himself, then he'll even have more education now. He's taking all these different classes now. and It was just neat talking to him. And then Joe Evans, now he's starting at defensive end. And I've always been amazed at his story. He's a former quarterback. I mean, there's not many. Parker Hesse. Parker you go Hesse. All, yeah. go all the way back to Mike Burke back in the late 80s. He was a former quarterback who played defensive end at Iowa. But – Joe Evans' story is really unusual in one respect, but in another respect it's not because that's what Iowa does under Kirk Parents. They find positions for players. Like Noah Shannon said, he's like he's the typical traditional Iowa story. I mean, he, he changes positions. They finally find a place for him to thrive. And I think Joe Evans is over 
and has exceeded most people's expectations. I mean, he's he's contributed significantly in the last two years. He'll start this year. That's saying a lot for a guy who walked on as a linebacker. Well, especially the the first year. I kept, who's that guy? Well, and he just has a knack for getting to the quarterback. Yes, he and does. Now he's got to learn to be a three-down defensive end if he wants to play more. And that's what he's working on this spring. Because right now he's been mostly used as a specialist. So it was good talking to him. It's always good talking. Oh, Logan Lee was the other one. It's always good talking to Kayvon Merriweather, too. He's very engaging with the media. And they all talked about leadership. And I think they realized they wouldn't come out and say it. They know they're the strength of the team. And without question, they are. I mean, special teams, you can't even say they're a strength right now because you don't know what's going to go on with kicker. Torrey Taylor's a strength. In fact, I ranked him number one on the best players on the team. I had Torrey Taylor... Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Riley Moss, and Charlie Jones. Those were the five guys I ranked as the best players on the team. And um, the fact that a punter is number one is somewhat telling. And the fact that I only had one offensive player. I'd say that's very concerning. And But who could you, could you argue with any of those five? No, I, no I'm not arguing I, I, well, No, no, I'm just saying and you really couldn't, though. It was really easy. The only one I thought about was Keegan Johnson over Charlie Jones, but – not yet. I mean, Keegan's had some good moments, but Charlie Jones. Well, he's made, makes a difference on special teams too, and he's a good. And he had almost as many yards as receiving, and he does. Mm-hmm. His, the impact he makes, like the hundred yard kick return against Illinois when they were struggling, that shifted the whole momentum in that game. But I was amazed at how easy it was to rank the top five players. The only thing I wondered about: Do I put Laporta over Moss? Do I put Moss? I mean, you could go back and forth with that. To me, Tory Taylor and Jack Campbell; those two are no brainers. I thought about putting Campbell in front of Taylor because he plays more. But Jack's never made first-team All-Big Ten, whereas Torrey was the Big Ten punter of the year two years ago and then averaged more yards this past year. He averaged 46 yards a punt this past year. So um, to me, Torrey Taylor was a no-brainer. And But with special teams right now, a big part of it is an uncertainty. And I think mm-hmm. probably the with the way Iowa plays, I mean, field goal kicking is so big. Because they don't finish a lot of drives. They don't do well on the red zone. I mean, there's a reason Shudak attempted 24, 28 field goals. I mean, made 24, 28. He attempted 28 field goals. That's a lot. That is a lot. Goal. That's because the offense couldn't score. They just couldn't convert in the red zone. And they couldn't make big plays. And a lot of drives just ended with field goals. That's two and a half punts a game. And now if that happens. Or field again, goals a game. Now let's say they have 20. Now they probably won't attempt as many field goals this year if they're not as trusting in their kicker. But let's say they try 25 field goals and their kicker makes 15 of them. That's a huge difference. Huge. That's a huge difference. So to me right now, defense knows it's the leader of this team. And those guys were talking yesterday about um, – leadership and veteran leadership and leading by example and that's kind of what spring is and they were talking about how two and three years ago they were watching the older guys the aj epinesses and the chauncey golston's lead by example now they're doing what they're doing it's kind of a full circle type thing so um and then today we have assistant coaches i'm not sure which ones it is i believe it's defensive assistants and we also had brody breck yesterday um and he it was a good interview. Brody's another really nice kid. I don't know. They're making making nice kids come out of Ankeny. I mean, I mean, he, is Brody busy enough? Do you think? Well, that's what he talked about. How just not much free time. That you worry about burnout, but he seems to love it. And I mean, the thing with baseball, baseball takes a ton of time. But he's only appeared in seven games. I mean, he's got to be really patient right now. I think there's a chance he could pitch tonight at Bradley. That's what Rick was saying. They got him on on in line to be one of their relievers. 
And but it was good getting to talk to him, how he's dealing with it, and how. What the other thing that's impressive is how the football program and the baseball program are both working together to make this work, and both are having to make sacrifices to allow Brody to pursue his dream. And I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Captain. Yeah. Why don't you say something? Well, I can't just carry Mason. I just can't carry the show. We need help. <laughs> well, Mace certainly can't. No. He did no, there for about can't. 10 minutes. Mace can't, won't. Won't. Yeah. Won't. <laughs> I didn't say woke. I'm a bad morning uh, guy this morning. Are I, you? Yeah, I skipped the... Uh, I did the newscast up to 8 o'clock, and then it's just so freaking depressing. I, Boy, I skipped the national news twice. Yeah, it is. I well, just, you know. I can't. What the Ukraine, the Ukraine stuff? Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah I just people know, saying the photos are fake and I mean, conspiracy, hoax, rigged. Yeah. I mean, well, it's bad enough that you know the Russian people don't know what's going on for the most part. Some some do, but most don't. But then when you have a network here that's denying it as well, and, and you know, and your representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, she is uh, uh, calling them Nazis. Calling who Nazis? You're Ukrainians. Why is she doing that? See, I don't. Fo- I I I've just completely just blocked. Well, you have to those people out. Yeah, you have to. Not interested in anything just, to say. You know, I can't. But you, you have to. It's Didn't just, what's his name say that the new Supreme Court nominee would defend the Nazis in Nuremberg? Wasn't that another one I read today? Uh, she said that uh, if you vote for her, you're uh, pro-pedophile. Well, no, but Tom Cotton said if you vote for her, she he said she would defend. She would have defended the Nazis at Nuremberg. I mean, I just I don't know why we. Well, have you know to... something. There were people that defended the. Well, they Nazis. had to. It was yeah. their job. Yeah, it's the yeah. You have to defend. You know, you're, you're I just a don't lawyer. understand why we have to go there with this. It's just because it's so nauseating. It's just ridiculous. That's why. You know, after, and like I said, I'm I'm sure there's people. Oh, you're just pro left with the. No, I'm all for. If if they find stuff with Hunter Biden, then hey. Yeah. Uh, if they find that wrongdoing, then, then. Well, yeah, but it says a lot about President Biden that he's not interfering. No, with I I agree with you. Yeah, I mean he's not interfering. No, I agree. With the investigation. If, it also says that they probably think. There's nothing to it. But if but are you would you be shocked if Hunter Biden got jobs that maybe he wasn't deserving because he's Joe Biden? No, that's how this world works. Well, it's favoritism Trump's, everywhere. Trump's, Trump's every you know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, this isn't new. Yeah, Clint, I wouldn't be surprised. Clinton's why do you think Clinton's daughter didn't get you know? I'm sure she how did. How about the Bushes? She's hosting it's, the Today Show. What's funny is <laughs> it's not there. politics. Yeah. It's money that and yeah. stature that. Yeah. Allows that. Hi. Both sides do. Do we have a call? Yeah. Yeah, we do. How about our night gal? <laughs> Which one? How about well, Mo? That photo you showed me of Mo, did you show me the second photo where that man's head is gone? No, Mo, sweet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hello. Uh, back to football, if you don't mind, guys. Uh, we right? don't mind. Hey, hey, uh, Pat, when do you have your next conference with any of the athletic teams or well, we have, have I mean, we have Fran on today at 1030, and then we have Iowa assistant football coaches um, today. No, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, when you go there and talk to the coaches? Today we have, I think, three assistants. Um, today we have three assistants okay. starting at 1230. 
Okay, well, this, this is Dirk, by the way. Yeah, oh, hey, oh Dirk. hey, Dirk. Hey, Dirk. How's, uh, how's your wife uh, doing? Uh, resting. Last few days, and still a lot of pain and stuff, so we're getting a hospital bed delivered today, so she'll at least get her knees bent up where she likes to be. She can't lay on the couch, and the bed is... I mean, she got enough pills on the bed for now to keep her comfortable, but uh, other than that, she's doing fine, getting through. What happened, if you mind so, me asking? She, uh, Since you brought it up on the air. She fell out of the shower about oh. a week ago. Ooh. Um, and she completely, her upper hand, her hamstring at the top, all three tendons pulled right off the bone. And, oh, uh, oh, God. God. Okay. And she uh, damaged her sciatic nerve a little bit. So she had surgery Monday. And, uh, and in fact, we are supposed to be at the airport today leaving for Florida right now at oh. this time. But obviously we canceled wow. that. So, oh, that's a shame. Um yeah, but obviously she wouldn't be able to go and have oh. enjoy herself. But uh, she was, but doing good. But thanks for asking. Okay. Yeah, it's just for everybody out there. Be sure, just be careful getting. There. I mean, we always talked about putting a walk-in shower in, and just obviously didn't get to it in time. Yeah. So just just stubbed her foot coming out on the one leg, and then the other more or less did the splits. Mm. So hey, when you do get that walk-in shower, um. Yeah. He's not going to invite you over. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. Take it, take it two. Uh, I would get really a contractor, uh, talk to oh, talk yeah. to Jimmy Street or yeah. somebody. Those places yeah. that put in those showers in a day or whatever. We had oh, a yeah, we sure. we stayed at a hotel room about five months ago where they had one of those put in, and like you step on the bath in the bathtub. And it bounces. It's like a and bouncy house. Well, that's not yeah. good. No, it really wasn't. No, it really wasn't good. And like the walls, it's not like the TV commercial says. Boy. At least the one we, the one we uh, had experience with. There's a shock. So the the, the, the TV yeah. ad made it sound a little better than what it is. Isn't that <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that kind of the objective of a commercial? A lot better than one. <laughs> Maybe you got a one that was defective. I, I, I would don't hope. know. But I no, know that would be weird. I don't know. I've talked also to other, dangerous. I've talked to other people, and and Jimmy, Jimmy will fill you in if you call him. Yeah, when you yeah. get one. Yeah, I, that's for sure. I mean, I can do a lot of stuff for my, you know, do yourself at home, but uh, something like that for sure. Yeah, I am not gonna. I'm gonna have a contract to do that and make it the best possible and the safest yeah. possible. Also, so. Yep. But uh, so oh anyway. Um, you know, during the football games, how they introduce like a veteran. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they do it during basketball quarter. too. Okay, so I was going to do this work on this. Well, then COVID hit, but I've got second cousins. They're three brothers, and they're World War II veterans, and they're still alive. And I thought it'd be cool to get them to a football game to get them be introduced. And maybe there's somebody you can know at the at the athletic complex, or maybe somebody's listened. There's got to be that one person to get a hold of, get in contact. Oh, there's a number of people you know, that could probably help yeah. get that process but, going. But, you know, before I retired, I could have just walked over to Carver and just walked around until I found it. But uh, these those days are gone. So maybe they're, I'm just trying to find the one person to get a hold of, get these guys recognized during a football game. For the military hero of the game, that that thing that probably they mar- do. Yeah. Wouldn't you say marketing? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I would say Iowa marketing would be, was that Kelsey... 
Labadier, is that how she pronounces her last name? She'd be somebody. Uh, but no, there's definitely people that um, I could actually reach out. And um, But you might want to look up Kelsey. I think it's Kelsey Labadier. But Iowa Marketing, the best thing Dirk okay. might be to, send, to get to the right person and send them an email explaining exactly the circumstances. And I would think that they would gladly. That would be a no-brainer. I, I think would that would think. be a no-brainer for them. But yeah, yeah. if you. I mean, for sure, because like I said, well, One's ninety nine, the other's ninety seven, the other's ninety five, and they're brothers. Wow! Wow! And, uh, and two live right here in West Liberty. One lives in Mount Vernon. No, that they're would be close. that would be so cool. I mean, that would that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that would have been something that could have been done during basketball. What, what's the last name, Dirk? Lehman, L E H M E N. Wow! Common name Bob around Martin, here. Fred. Okay. Well, oh, like, like I said, tr- see what you can do. If you're in, want to find out something right now, just Google Iowa Mar- University of Iowa Marketing or look it up, and there you'll see okay. who you need to call and get email contact. And like Tom said, I think it would be a no-brainer if they, that they would yeah, go out of their way to make yeah, this work. For sure. It would be a real yeah, neat one, moment. One, yeah, yeah, one's a Purple Heart recipient and what have you. Wow. And, uh, wow. So, yeah, I'll look into that. And if you hear somebody or talk to somebody. Yeah, that, no, I definitely will. Be lying too. Yeah, we definitely will. And uh, if, you guys, or if, if you guys get a call there at the station and they can – you can give them my number. Okay. Have you. We right. sure will. Tell That'd your wife to hang in there. Yeah. Okay. Will do. Thanks, guys. Well, and there may be somebody listening right now. Who knows? Yeah. You know, but Iowa Marketing, I believe they're the ones that would – really, uh, you could contact Iowa Sports Information. They would get you to the right people. And, yeah, that would be – wouldn't that be a special moment? Yeah. It, sure it sounds like sure they're all – it sounds like they're all three in good enough condition to come to the stadium, which, I mean – that says something, too, at that age. It sure does. 99? Wow. 99, 97, 95. That's you 26 years from now. <laughs> hey, Mace. <laughs> Where's the weather good? Why? My Mercedes Mace is still listening to corn, and they're like in their 80s, <laughs> 90s. I think corn guys are like my age, maybe even a little older. I think they're in their 50s, early 60s, maybe. Corn. They've been around that long, haven't they, corn? You know, honest to God, I don't know anything about corn except that they're heavy, and I, I haven't listened to them much. Do you like eating corn? I do. I do, too. Corn on the cob or in a bowl with a little pepper. No, I like corn a lot. Yeah. yeah, so do I. And it's good for you. Unless they're you're worth put... $120 million, the band. Somebody's been listening to them besides oh. Mace. Yeah. Wow. Does that surprise you, Shooter? Uh, it's only because they spelled it with a K instead of a C. That probably helped. Well, I think like the lead singer from Metallica uh, is worth... 51. Okay, so they're right about my age, a little younger. So they're mostly... Yeah. They're in their 50s? Uh, let's see, Jonathan David, 51. Reginald. Just a little younger than me. And 52. just a t- touch older than Tommy Lang? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy's like exactly 51. like 10 years younger than me. Isn't he like 46, 47, Tommy? He's 48. Okay, 51, 51, yeah. and then there's one that's 52. Okay, so yeah, just a little bit younger younger than me. Hello? Oh, that's what I was just going to say. Jonathan Davis is my age. Okay. That's what I was figuring. Nine albums in the top five, Captain. Two of them, number ones. That's way better than Air Supply and your ELO. <laughs> and your, you know, I like the ELO. I like the ELO. What do you got against the ELO? ELO made a lot of them. They were pretty good in their day. Yeah. What do you got against ELO? 
four. They only had four in the top five. Corn has had nine. Come on. Yeah, what about strange? Yeah, what about strange? Not in the top forty. Type. You're looking at. You're like looking at. No, albums. Death metal top forty albums. This is not. I know how to look. At well, you're stuff. looking at albums. I'm not playing albums. Yeah. What about Strange Magic by Yellow? Who the heads with KFMH was the big album cut. Station. Yeah, we Don't played it on that. KFMH. I'm not a KFMH. I'm. An, I. You love Yellow. I'm sure you played Yellow at KFMH. Yes, we did. You don't play Yolo a lot now. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. You do Corn, some, but more not. popular. I play all the hits. I hear way more Kings of Leon and Taylor. So what song? I haven't played Kings of Leon in. What song uh, by Corn would anybody know if if they don't really listen to that genre very much? Anything? Uh, Freak on a Leash. Freak that on a Leash. Heavy, <laughs> yeah. Heavy, heavy MTV. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, lilting melody. <laughs> So I imagine acoustic. <laughs> they have done an acoustic version, yes. yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ask Lang. He worked, you know, KRNA. He knows the. He knows what was popular. Freak on the leash. How about Seven Dust, Mace? Hey. I know Seven Dust. That was another one. My niece. Good. I'm. Well, my my niece lived with though. my niece lived with me the summer of two thousand and two. Right when I bought a house, she lived with me the summer going into her freshman year, and she listened to Corn and Seven Dust and just nonstop. Those she loved those two bands. Those were the two I remember. Be, sounds like she's got good taste. Now she's, she's a do, now she's a doctor living in San Francisco and probably exactly. still listening. Uh, those of us who listen to that type of music, we are awful people, and we turn into derelicts of society. <laughs> There's still but time. Captain wants to think we should all be listening to Ambrosia and Air Supply. <laughs> Ambrosia, <laughs> you shut up about Am- Ambrosia. I've teased him about it. I have Ambrosia. never played an Ambrosia or an Air Supply in my freaking life. I've accused you of playing Ambrosia before. I, I know, I, yeah. but it's fun to still tease you. Yeah, there was well, a sales like, rep like here. Dan, we all turn up like Hunter. You Poco, love corn. You turn out like me and your knees. Toto, yeah. Poco. There was a sales rep here that loved Air Supply. Poco. And you played some for her. No, I did not. Or somebody did. I never have. We don't have it. Sure Captain. I, I never played I an air supply it. in my freaking life. So and you're not all out of love either. You're, you're. And I don't even have air supply in here. Do you have Poco? Out of nothing. Yeah, Poco. Toto. This was twenty years ago. Twenty some years. Twenty four years. Twenty five years ago. How about Toto? I've got Toto. I like Toto. Yeah. Hold the line. Hold the line. Africa. Dog. Yeah. Rosanna. Kill me. 99. Kill dog. me. That's how it goes for me. 99 like, was bad. Yeah. It was really it bad. It was bad. Rosanna. Yeah. Africa. Yeah. Africa's good. Terrible. It's Africa. Come on, Mace. Hold help me. He's defending, a- he's defending Africa by Toto. It's okay. It's, I don't turn it off when it comes on the radio. I do. I always like that song a lot. You guys suck. <laughs> my t- my music taste is better Weezer. than yours. Weezer did a nice job remaking it. They did. I've yeah, heard one song by Weezer, Island I, in the Sun. And I don't get it. One song by Weezer, Island in the Sun. I like that. Weezer, it sounds like Toto. Except for the uh, keyboard solo. Okay, so why even do it? Why I don't, you, I don't, I don't listen you to You actually Weezer play Island in the Sun. I've heard it on I the know. station. That's a great song. Yeah. Really good song. Yeah, hip, hip. I haven't so, heard any so of the song. you're saying that the point of covers is to make them sound different, not to make them sound alike. Yeah, and I don't get why they're making them sound That could go both different. ways. Like when you're, what's her name, Taylor, she did their September thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's different. 
but it was just it was horrid. I didn't like it. It didn't yeah. work for me. You know what? And not because Corner it's Taylor's. Made? What's that? The corn corn did Pink Floyd. Which um, one? Brick in the wall. Did they really? Now I would listen to that. Yeah, I'd no, be curious they even to see. Released what, it. I would be curious. Does it sound a lot different than Pink Floyd? Uh, harder, but not really that much different. Okay, no, I'd be curious to hear that. Okay, so when you're listening to Corn, uh, how far uh, from you are? Well, where do you keep your syringe? See, this is the thing, Mace, where he does the same I thing with ask me. I you the same when you're listening to Air Supply, Captain. <laughs> well, that would just... If I was listening to Air Supply... You'd want to overdose. That's why a, you'd have a syringe. There would be a chair under me, and I'd be hanging from a raft. <laughs> no, I thought you'd just say you were going to just overdose with that syringe. Making love out of nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> We've killed 45 minutes, and we still have 45 to go. <laughs> Should we ask first question to Fran? Corn or air supply? What do you think? Yeah. Says? You think Fran's heard of corn? No. I bet he. With two sons, I bet there's. Three, I bet there's a chance. You think he's heard of air supply? Yeah. That was back in his day, yes. late seventies, early eighties. I would imagine he might have heard of both. I mean, I bet he's heard of both. He, yeah, he may have used air supply to can ask him maneuver he's got kids. I know that's what I'm saying. He's got. Yeah, I sure. bet he's heard of corn. Yeah, but no, we won't ask him. Um, I want to ask no. him about the portal, knowing that he can't talk specifically. He can talk in generalities, and I think that's uh-huh. one thing we people want to know. I want to ask him about Connor if he's made a final decision yet. My guess is he will say no. And are you a little surprised they haven't offered Jack a scholarship yet? Um. A little bit. This is about the time that he offered Connor, and I know he did the at, he, as freshman. My guess is he'll do it at some point. And I, the thing I want to ask him about with Jack, can he talk about Jack since it's his son? As his son, as yes, his I think son, he I believe can. he can. But can we ask him recruiting questions though? I, so I, I don't think so. I think he can tell us, hey, what he had for cereal. Or, yeah, but for, I don't think we. I can, don't think we can uh-uh. talk to him though about his, and because um, I think that's an NCAA violation. Hello. You know, Southern Justin's a big corn fan. My favorite song is Blind. <laughs> well, well, hell, I've changed the way I think. <laughs> well, there you go, Mace. There's there you your go. validation, there's, buddy. There's your, yeah. there's your endorsement. Yeah. Congratulations. There you go. Goodbye. Did you just hang up on him? Yes. Wow. <laughs> just hung up on him. He's back. No, he ain't. Hello. Hello. I remember when you had Fran on a year ago. And he was talking about the portal then, how frustrating it was. And I felt sorry for him because I thought, how can you do your job when you don't know what you have or what you're going to lose? And I thought, this is going to be an awful season. But look what he did. Oh, I know. I mean, he's two for two in the portal. He's two for two. I think Bakari, Evelyn, I don't know if that was portal. But the two transfers he's brought in have both. I think Bakari Evelyn was a grad transfer technically. Well, he was, he? and well, so was Rabracha. Yeah. And um, I think both times, though, they fit nicely in what Fran wanted to do. I don't think Fran ever wants to have to rely on the portal to be his star players. No. I think he wants the portal to be complementary pieces. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll say well, something different. For the most part, stars aren't going into the portal. No. that If they're going into the portal, they're not stars. That's part of the reason they're going in the portal. That, correct. So. Yeah. Exactly. You, you, you can't look down the road and really plan a lot because you don't know what you're going to have. I just thought, how awful is that? But, man, 
He did good. Well, well the other thing with the portal, though, there are stars going in it, but they're stars from smaller programs trying to go up. Right. Like the big guy that I was in yeah. on who, if he doesn't like what he's hearing from the NBA, I think that's what his number one option is, the six foot eleven guy from Utah Valley. I think now he's a star at that level, and but he wants to be on a bigger stage. I mean, Robracha was sort of a star. He averaged 16 and 8 mm-hmm. at, at North Dakota. So, But, yeah, there's not many stars leaving Power Fives for other Power Fives because – I mean, there are a few, but mostly if you're starring, you're going to be happy where you're at. Yeah, it's just it's not so much what you're getting, but what you're losing would hurt. But I've never listened to corn in my life. I Nor mean, have I. Okay, so we've got Southern Justin. Uh, we we got a debate going here. Yeah. This debate is raging. I'd listen to, I'd listen to Air Supply any day. I mean, well, you're out of your mind. Well, I don't know if I'd listen to Air Supply over corn. <laughs> well, okay. Have a good day. I mean, yeah. you guys got to understand. No. I was in high school when Air Supply was big. I suffered a lot from well, Air Supply. Speaking of the portal, um, the women's portal, Maryland lost two of their very, very best players. Yeah, and then I saw some preseason ranking that has Maryland like fifth in the nation. I, well, they're not not now. They're not. Well, my guess is she'll respond in the portal. But I don't know how. Why are you doing rankings now? I mean, ESPN had top twenty-five rankings up like an hour after the season. They did. Uh, and with the portal and the – it's just I, – I don't get that. But Angel Reese and Ashley Owusu are, are leaving Maryland's program. That's interesting. It, I mean – I think so too. Now they could – maybe they'll come back, but why are they even testing it is what I want to know. That's uh, a good question. I've noticed a little um, crack in the armor there. They're, they're not as dominant as no. they have been. They, these last couple of years they're starting – they're starting to come back a little bit. I mean, they're still the most talented team in the Big Ten, but those those are interesting developments because she doesn't usually lose players like that. And that, yeah, I was not aware of that. But um, I don't pay near as much attention. I don't. I wonder how many women's players there are compared to men. Do you know that the men they're over a thousand? I, I don't believe there as many. Well, I'm, I'm sure there probably aren't. Um, and speaking of the portal, um, Joe Toussaint is visiting West Virginia. This weekend, and it sounds like he just heard from Seton Hall. And, boy, that, that would sure be neat for Joe if he could go back to Seton Hall and play for the new coach there. And hopefully he has success. And, and well, I know St. John's was in, interested early on. I don't they know were, yeah, I haven't is. heard as much for them late. Now the big is West Virginia and Seton Hall are the two names that keep getting mentioned. And when he is visiting West Virginia this weekend, I mean, he's already confirmed that. So it'll be interesting to see. And, and, and we'll ask Fran about um, both those guys leaving and just in our portal discussion. And um, it'll be interesting to see what Fran says. I, um, I don't expect any other players to leave from what I'm hearing, but you never say never. And um, the nice, nice thing, too, is Fran can talk about Josh Dix and DeSante Bowen. They yeah. both signed, so we can talk to him about, you know, get an update on Josh. I still think Josh may have to redshirt because that was a pretty gruesome injury he suffered. And he's, I think he's still in a boot. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he was a compound fracture. Yeah. I mean, it, it was brutal. I mean, it was I mean, it was about as bad as you can get as far as a broken leg. Now, there was no, like, knee ligament damage from what I've been told, and but it's going to take time. But I fully expect DeSante Bowen to come in here and play. play well, we're going to need him to, we, well, especially right now, with Joe leaving. Yeah. Especially with Joe leaving and Aaron. I still think they could get a guard. But Aaron Eulis has got a great opportunity right now i mean because even if desante bowen comes in and plays well i mean you still need somebody else i mean aaron Eulis to me assuming he stays has got a real golden opportunity to to play and become a significant 
player, but he's going to have to pick his game up. He's going to have to be better. He's going to have to be better offensively. Yes, yes, yes. He wasn't much of a threat offensively. And um, Joe wasn't either, but Joe was probably a little better defensively. But Aaron's one of those guys, he's steady for the most part. There's Mm -hmm. a few times where he turned the ball over, but it'd be nice to know if he could work on that jump shot because I'm telling you, it'll be interesting to see what France says, how big of an adjustment it's going to be not having Jordan with the threat of making threes. They've had that for, what, six years? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. They've had, And it's been a legitimate threat. You can say all you want about his other flaws and what have you, but his ability to make threes constantly spaced that floor and made it to where the other guys had more room to operate. Because at least at this point, it, it looks like shooting threes is not going to be a huge or is going to be a problem to me. Well, and it was a problem this year for a long – for half the season it was – I mean, I wrote a column – about midway through the season in mid-January when they were really struggling, Jordan was really struggling at shooting guard, and Joe and Tony weren't making any threes. Keegan was sort of – Chris was – I mean, for half the season, yeah. guys, they were not a good three-point shooting team. But when Fran made that position change, it seemed like that helped everybody. And then Keegan got better as a three-point shooter as the season – by the by the end of the season, he was making – it seemed Almost like Almost a dead eye. Yeah, yep. I mean, and they got better, but they always had the potential. Next year's team, to me – We'll see if DeSante Bowen can come in and be a consistent. If you leave him open, he makes threes. That's huge because Sanford's going to be able to make threes. I think Chris Murray is a good three-point shooter. Patrick has shown some signs. So, But those guys are going to need to be decent three-point shooters next year because you need to have three to five three-point shooters on your team or you can't survive in this day and age the way the game's played. Yeah, and, and Dix doesn't look like – I mean, we don't know what he's going to be he's able to do. He's a good do. shooter, but I don't think he's going to play next year. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you're think, right. I, don't th- I just don't think physically he's going to be ready, but maybe Fran will say something. Maybe he'll have a different update on it. But I know from – I've been told a lot of people think that he'll more than likely take a medical red shirt and what have you, but we'll see. But, no, it's going to be interesting to see these next three to four weeks with the portal. Um, but I know the big guy from Utah Valley, from what I've read – the NBA is his number one mm-hmm. goal. I mean, right now, he, I, I think he would like to get assurance that he's going to get taken. Then my guess is he'll, he'll stay in the draft. But he's visiting, let's see, Washington, um, Arkansas. Is Texas Tech one of the ones? Kentucky's not getting mentioned as much anymore. Arkansas is a name that keeps, come, that keeps coming up. So we'll see. I mean, they're hot right now with Eric Musselman. Yeah, they've gotten a ton of... Oh, they got a great recruiting class man. coming in. They had, uh, the McDonald's All-American game, 15, top 15. I think they had three of them. And then, Duke had, and then Duke had three of the top five. <laughs> One's a seven-foot-two kid who looks like he could play in the NBA right now. And that's without Coach K. He's not going to be their coach next mm-hmm. year. So it'll be interesting to see if John Shire can keep that level of recruiting up at Duke. Because that, that's not going to be easy. No, it sure isn't. But, uh, man... So, so should we take a break? Yeah, now? why don't we? And then we'll gear up for we're only we're only about forty minutes from Fran. Yeah, God, this is like waiting for like the Kentucky Derby. You know, you're in the infield for six hours with your hat, drinking. Have you yeah. done the Derby before? Uh. Uh-uh. That seems like something you and Ann would enjoy. Oh, I think we would, but no, we haven't. Uh, haven't that done should that. be on your bucket list. Our friends Eric and Sheila did. Did they like it? Yeah, loved it. Are they big horse racing fans or just the... They're horse fans, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll be back in a few. The station that saves you money, lots of money. The next KCJJ radio auction happens this Friday morning beginning at 6. For a list of items, see our website at 1630kcjj.com. One. 
1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy, just remember one number, 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember, rise and dine at the Ox Yoke Inn. Hi, this is Abby, and I'll be serving breakfast your way, family style. Pass the bowls and platters around or order off the menu. There's so many choices. Eat hearty or light, the choice is yours. Serving breakfast Saturday and Sunday, 8 until 10 a.m. Take the easy drive just 20 minutes from Cedar Rapids and Coralville. Go to oxyokin.com or just stop in to see me at the Oxyokin in the heart of Amana. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. As for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional, transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog, an all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. This is Patrick Eads, owner of Geary Brothers Ford Lincoln, serving Iowa City in the Corridor. Proud recipient of Ford's President Award for the highest customer satisfaction in both sales and service. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for New Car Dealer 2017 through 2019. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for Used Car Dealer 2020. Locally owned and operated, we understand the importance of community-minded business. We proudly support youth sports. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln at the corner of Mormon Trek Boulevard and Highway 1 or online at DearyFord.com. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect 
compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Valpo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique. From their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish, to stuffed pizza when you want it. Valpo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special. Either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Valpo, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Cross Park Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials. And get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at ValvoBrothersPizza.com. Valpo Brothers Pizza. Buy the pie or buy the slice. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Attention all contractors and DIY woodworkers. Help has arrived. It's the grand opening celebration at Woodcraft in Iowa City for three money-saving days, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Woodcraft's grand opening will feature free demos from 11 to 4 daily, free hot dogs and refreshments from noon till 2, and money-saving value throughout the store. Save 10% on jet power tools for three days only, and you'll save 10 to 50% from other industry grades. Some exclusions apply, but it's only for three days, this Friday through Sunday, at Woodcraft's grand opening, 3 Escort Lane in Iowa City. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. From the Hurting and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurting and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. A little sunshine this morning, but we will become cloudy with scattered showers by this afternoon. Our high today, 54. The wind breezy today out of the west, gusting to around 35, possibly up to 40 at times here through the day today. Tonight, mostly cloudy, scattered light showers, breezy 36 tomorrow, mostly cloudy, scattered showers with a high of 45. Then on Friday, mostly cloudy, breezy 44. We'll get back to the 50s and 60s by the weekend. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Outside now, it's 43. KCJJ weather brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply kitchens and baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. 
HawkFanatic.com, Eastern Iowa's most beloved sports show. <laughs> when did we become that? Uh, I like it. Just now. Anyone else in the mix, or was it just just us? Just, just us. us. It's cool. Yeah. And we won. Yeah, no we one, won. No one else one was hands considered. Hands down. One, no one else was considered, did <clears> they? <throat> no, I didn't consider anyone nope. else. No. Gym class. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So now we got to prove it and show why. Not necessarily. No, I guess we really don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, Hell, we're, you can say anything. I mean, we're really under no pressure here whatsoever. Yeah, Fran, about 20. They did say he could be a few minutes late because yeah. he had a dental appointment, whatever, but not for sure. So, just, But they said, Matt said yesterday, don't worry if he's not. Fran's usually pretty punctual. Yeah. I'll tell you, his press conferences are almost always, he's, man, if it starts at 2, boom, he walks into that room at 2. Very punctual, and that's always good. So, but um, we were Shooter and I were kind of talking about all the different things we want to ask him. And I am gonna. I mean, I believe I believe this is going to be Patrick and Chris's team next year. They're going to be the two. I think they're going to be the two key star players. Now we'll see what they bring in portal wise, but it'll be interesting. I mean, Connor's never been that. Mm-mm. Connor's always been a great complimentary piece, but he's never been maybe the leading scorer. The star. That will be an interesting dynamic. Um, with it being um, Fran's son, but I think Patrick's ready to take that step. I think he showed it in the second half against Richmond. He was Iowa's best player. I think what Patrick needs to be a little is a little more consistent. Yeah, a little more consistent. Maybe have a little better shot selection, but I also like his aggressive his aggressiveness. He has no fear. I mean, he'll drive into that lane. He plays college just like he did high school, always looking to score, always looking to penetrate, and he believes in himself. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's what you got to take some of the you got to take some of the maybe questionable shots because that's his game. Chris Murray's the same way. Chris Murray took some questionable shots. Peyton Sanford took some questionable shots this year, but that's what offensive-minded players who have confidence do. They sometimes Fran, maybe Fran gives them the green light. He does give them the green light. Yeah, so. It'll be interesting because I think those three players we just named, Sanford, Patrick, and Chris, are going to be three of the primary scorers for next year's team. I think Sanford needs to average 7 to 12 points a game next year. And I think he's going to play more minutes. And it'll be interesting to see if what he does like with his body. Or if I'm not saying – to me, he looks like he could get into a little better shape. And I think that's what gradually happens when you're in college and you're, you're under a much more supervised training regime because it'd be nice if he could play some shooting guard too. And because at shooting guard, boy, he's got a huge size advantage mm-hmm. over guys. But right now I'm, I, um, I think he's even better at small forward because there he's got a little bit of a quickness advantage, but he's, he's kind of a tweener. He's not real big in that regard, but, man, he can shoot. And he plays with a lot of confidence. Well, and with with Dix as a question mark right now, we're going to need some people to step up. That's why I, that, and I, that's also why I could see them getting like grad transfer in the portal. I mean, especially if they don't think Dix is going to be able to play. And that's what I'm hearing is, I mean, it's obvious that they're in the portal looking. I mean, that's we've got enough evidence to know that. And to me, the post player and a perimeter shooter are the probably their two biggest needs. Now maybe Fran will say something different and we'll we'll see. But to me that's what they need. They obviously need a post. Yeah, for with, sure. With Josh leaving, all they have right now is Riley Mulvey. And I think he will be more ready to play next year. But it'd be nice if Philippe didn't always have to play out of position. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him maybe play some power forward and then move Patrick to small forward. Move Chris Murray to shooting guard along with a point guard. I mean, that would be quite a lineup. Think about that. Yeah, with a, uh, a solid five, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, no, it really would be. 
So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this portal stuff, it's just, it's an everyday thing. It's just nonstop. You know, and we'll talk about that with Fran, obviously. But, you know, with a thousand kids in the portal, you know, three quarters of those kids aren't going to have a soft landing. No, some may go back to where they left. That does happen, too. Austin Ash last year. Yeah, some will go out and test the water. I realize the grass isn't greener. I'll just go back. So we'll see. But yeah, but this is just life as we know it now. This is just, I would like to think down the road, the numbers may fall a little bit, but I just think this is the way college sports is going to be for the foreseeable future. Well, and then the NIL is such a, such a wild card. Mm-hmm. You know, if they, someone flashes a million dollars to that kid from, was it Utah Valley? Is that mm-hmm. the, you know, and versus zero dollars, where is he going to go? Yeah, so. We'll see. NIL, we can ask Fran about that, too. And he's talked about that. I mean, it, it, it definitely makes things more difficult. But a cl- I think Iowa at some point will have a collective. And like, I think that's where we're going to go with most schools. You kind of know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you have enough money coming in to where multiple athletes can be rewarded and paid through NIL. And um, I think that's down the road, but that's going to take money. It is. I mean, you say what you want about NIL. It's, it's still people spending money. It's money. It's money. You're still going to have to have something that they're going to want to promote, I mean, and what have you. So um, it, it will be interesting to see how that continues to change the game because it's not going anywhere either. I mean, this is the new, no, it's it's the new order. It's the new world. And it's not, a, at this point, not a level playing field. I mean, you know. Well, what is? Yeah. I mean, really, recruiting's not a level playing field, even though they all abide by the, supposedly the same rule. I mean, you don't think Nick Saban has a big advantage when he walks into a place? Now, that's earned. I get that. It's earned. But college, I mean, look, we just watched Kansas beat North Carolina in the NCAA championship game. Blue blood versus blue blood. Who won the national championship? Georgia beat Alabama, right? Yeah. Yeah. A, a new blue blood that was a blue blood a while ago against one of the bluest of the blue bloods. I mean, there is a lot of parody in college sports, but the cream eventually usually rises to the top, and we're seeing that. I mean, look who won wrestling, Penn State. I mean, mm. there's a lot of Cinderella stories, but they usually don't make it all the way to the end of the dance. Is that fair to say? Well, sh- sure as heck was this year. I mean, I mean, look at the women. South Carolina won. Gee, there's a shock. Yeah. And South they Carolina, beat? Stanford, UConn, and Louisville, who was the number one yeah. seed. It was three number ones and a number two, I believe. Yeah. So at the end, the parody didn't play out. Now, it does during the course of the season, but it seems like the tournament is a little different. Yeah, it sure does. And But that's just the way it is. But And coaches and the old timers, and co- they're just going to have to adjust to it. I know a lot of them don't like it, but this this thing is out and running. The What's it? The horse has left the gate so to speak and it's just not coming back i mean so now you're going to have to learn to to adjust and learn to survive in this new world well and that's it and and those that adapt are are gonna fare better than those that don't mm-hmm. obviously i mean that's no i mean that's clear and winning helps with nil too if you win you've got momentum I and mean, it still comes down to the best thing you can do is win and that will help with NIL. None, none of that has changed. Now, what's changed is it'll be interesting. And we're still pretty early in this stuff. I still think at some point we're going to be like, God, can you believe what they're doing there? I mean, um, schools like Texas and what have you, I just think 
eventually we're going to see them do things that are like, yeah, I'm not, not that it's, it won't be illegal. It'll just be such, create such a disadvantage. Yeah. And that's what I think is slowly happening with these schools that have just tons of money with donors and donors that are just obsessed with winning. I mean, I know every school, Power 5, has donors that are obsessed with winning, but some have it a lot more than others. Well, like Oregon had so much money, and T. T Boone Pickens at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's all over the place, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I also like the fact that someone like Patrick McCaffrey can make a local pizza ad with Falbo's, get some money for it. It's fun. I mean, that's a good part of NIL. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a good side of it too. Just like there's a good side of social media. There's a bad side, obviously, but there's a good side too. Now I haven't seen. I know Caitlin signed a deal with with High uh, V, but I haven't seen anything. Have, have you guys? No. I think I did. Yeah, I, I did. maybe have and just didn't. I did, don't but remember. I don't remember it. But um, I know she did sign with High V, and I've actually. I think I was. I thought I saw a poster of her at a high V or a stand-up thing. I saw one the- some commercial with her, but I don't remember <laughs> it. But they're but they're not flooding the airways no. with commercials. No, it's not, not like it's no. real prevalent. I saw Patrick's commercial a lot more with Falbo when it came out. And remember, you had the Murray brothers do the commercial the where their dad Stella? their dad eats their burrito. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Actually, I liked that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen it on TV, but I, I did like the commercial. Well, Stella's has done it. They've been very involved with the NIL stuff and Falbo's. And no, I like that. I think that's good when the athlete can connect to a community business. I mean, that's part of it. That's a way to make NIL work and give them a little spending money. How much, I wonder? I don't know. You know the people from Falbo's. Ask them and then say it on the air. <laughs> I'm not going to... What do you suppose, maybe five grand? That's what I would guess. But that's a lot of money, man, for, I mean, mm-hmm. but you know these those businesses better than I do. They Do they have five grand laying around to do something like that? I don't know. That's a lot of money. Well, okay, so the Falbos is on cable. I haven't seen it on broadcast. I've only seen it on cable. Okay. The one of Patrick dancing with the pizza? Yeah, so they're probably, well, let's say, Cable run now, I think, is something like between seven and eight grand. I for a cable ad? No, no, not for an a ad. run. For a run of ads. For a, so yeah. to run this ad for this amount, when, what's a run usually? Yeah. Three months, six months? When I was advertising on cable, it was uh, it was uh, three months. Is that what it is? But that was because I also hear that I've, was twenty five years ago. You know who else long, I see, long you know who else I see a lot of ads is Tammy Rao. Yeah, her senior benefits. I see a lot of their ads, especially yeah. at night, on different channels, on a variety of channels. Yeah, I and they don't even call her. They just call her Tammy. She's like Madonna. Yeah, she has one name. She she's like she's, like, she's senior benefits is answered to Madonna. They don't even say her last name. She will not be using any athletes. So. <laughs> but they do just refer to her as Tammy. Yeah. I think that's funny. <laughs> they don't call her by her last name. She's just Tammy. As long as you remember senior benefits. That's the key thing to remember, yeah. yes. Yes. Well, I know the na- number off the top of my head because of your commercial. Yeah. I mean. I've had very little benefits being a senior. Understood. Yeah. And when you're considered a senior, at 55 or 65? Is it 65? I would consider 65? a senior at 65. Well, you you start getting AARP stuff at fifty. At fifty, I've been getting that for yeah. Yeah, and I have not joined yet. Well, join. 
I don't, Come on. I don't want to join yet. Come on. I'll be. Let me get at least get to 60. Come on. I have to admit I'm that old. Yeah. I don't want to be an Join AI. the club, Pat. Not yet. Yeah. Be one of us. Get on board. What do I get? Like cheaper parking? And um, what do you get for being you an You get. AI? There's some stuff. There's like. I don't know. So that. I don't know that I've ever bought anything. So that um, oh. uh, pick two that I would have got at Panera. That's for sixteen ninety one. Would it have been cheaper if I would have showed my AARP card? Yeah, like sixteen eighty one. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. They give me a dime off. Some hotels but, give a AARP yeah. discount okay, yeah. or oh. a AAA discount. Do restaurants? Um. Yeah, some restaurants give a senior <laughs> discount. I was talking to, to Tommy earlier. I got an invitation. <clears throat> a black tie. Uh, to attend uh, something that uh, that uh, Vice President uh, Harris is going to be at, uh, and it goes five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Which one are you doing? I'm guessing you're not going. <laughs> I said, boy, Pat, this does nothing. Pat, Pat's bitching about Panera, and they want me to spend five thousand. That's chump change for Pat. <laughs> yeah, they want me to. God, spend... you couldn't. I wouldn't give any money to go to any political. Well, either side. I five thousand. We 10, gave. 000, uh, <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't give what to either we gave. We didn't give anything like that, but we gave to see Alec Baldwin back in uh, 2016. Yeah, in Des Moines. How'd that turn out? Huh? He was pretty good. No, I know, but he, yeah, he's, yeah, things are tough now. Yeah, five thousand, ten thousand, or we fifteen thousand. Really, are we yeah. really making this caller wait through this? Yeah, he's not there. Oh, he hung up because yeah. we were making him wait through. Just no, we didn't make this. anybody wait. It was it was on the other line. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard the ring, and I was wondering yeah. that that was the business line. Yeah, it evidently wasn't the sixteenth. Oh, usually, I can hear that one. Yeah. Okay, but but um, Alec Baldwin is he got some problems. Well, that's a very unfortunate situation. It's going to be interesting if the truth ever comes out. You know, the only thing we know is that someone was killed. Yeah, and it was an accident. I don't think anybody did it on purpose. Oh, I, no. why would you? Why would you do it on purpose? Somebody brought in live ammo, and that, you know, but and that was an Alec Baldwin. Somebody had to bring in live ammo because they don't usually have live ammo. Yeah, no, I know it was a very so. unfortunate situation. That's really costing him but you know it could have been you know a blank too it wasn't but i'm saying you know this guy shot uh his bb gun and put a guy in the hospital mm -hmm. in my neighborhood so well didn't brandon lee get killed by a blank or was his bruce lee's son yeah he got killed by a because it was so close to him it's still well and uh uh Eric Hexum or John Hexum. Yeah, he died of a blank from a blank because yeah. it was so close to his head. Well, he put it up to his yeah, head. Yeah, and it, just the pressure. I mean, uh, yeah. you think it's a blank, oh, nothing's going to happen. Well, he learned yeah. the hard way. Yeah. God, now we've taken a bleak, dark yeah. turn. A dark turn. Yeah. Jesus. And I skipped uh, CBS News because of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I mean, the broadcasts from Ukraine are just so depressing. It's awful. I mean, it seriously is just... And then we're here. I mean, we've got it so good over here. And you look at those people over there. I just, I feel terrible for them. And I don't know where this thing's going to end. I've been hearing, I've heard people this morning say this could go two, three years. Yeah. Think about that. Well, we'll get 
and we'll get entangled in it more because that's what we do. I don't you think we'll ever have boots on the ground. Um, well, we've got boots on the ground in the NATO countries, and but I believe, I'm talking about boots on the ground. I believe in we, Ukraine fighting well, Russia. Yeah, I believe we will when when one of their missiles misfires. That's when they don't have they don't have missiles like we do. They don't have the technology like we do. That's when it's going to be really unfortunate. And we're starving them with these sanctions, and we really are. And so, and they can't get any more, you know, technological advances because of the sanctions and because uh, Germany and these people that you know have the advances won't share it with them anymore. So, and yet he still. So they'll be firing missiles that, you know, who knows And yet it's full steam going. ahead. It doesn't seem to phase him. So, Maybe. all right, let's get back to sports. Yeah. Um, Iowa baseball. Doesn't softball play Drake today? Yeah. I thought I heard you guys saying I that. I think so. They yeah. need a win. Yeah. Softball's lost eight in a row, and so I'm guessing Karn's going to be going out to – we didn't hear from Karn today. I think Mace threw no. her off. I think Mace threw her off. Karn's had it. Yeah. Make it, Karn's making a statement with her silence. She doesn't like corn. She says, I'm done. Karn, no corn. Why don't you give Karn an NIL? Karn? Yeah. Well, she's not an athlete. She's not a student athlete. How do you do that? <laughs> she's there. They with start her. giving fans. She's, yeah, fans. Fans and I. Well, she's at every she's at every game. She pretty much is. She is the best fan. Oh yeah. I you mean, couldn't ask for No. Anybody, you know. I mean, every program. I'm sure every Big Ten program has a Karn, don't you think? Multiple Oh, but probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, but no, she's very devoted. And the other yeah. thing is she's not just devoted to football and men's basketball. No. No, she's I mean, devoted she to everything. To everything. I mean, everything. And she works at a lot of them, too. Yeah. I mean, she works at the gymnastics stuff. And so, no, that's what, that's, that's what makes programs successful. That's what makes them work. Yeah. So, um, so we need to get Lisa on, too. Yeah, we can. Remember, we had her on. We had her on during the season, um, but yeah, we can. I can. We can get her on. Remember, we had Lisa on right at the, toward the end of the season. We were. I remember I was trying to get Caitlin and Monica, but we couldn't get them to fit their classes. And and remember, we had Lisa on because say I must have been gone. You were gone. Yeah, we did. We had Lisa on about oh, a month and a half ago. Um, who, Tommy, were you in here then? Yeah. Um, so I, it's probably um, it's probably a little soon to have yeah, Lisa on be. again. Yeah, I think you were. I don't know where you were. I was jetting off somewhere. Um, but it was right because remember she complained. Yeah. We asked her about the officiating. Yeah, and she said that, that uh, you know how can you plan for anything when all of a sudden the officiating is completely different. different than what it was during the regular season. Yeah. yeah. So actually, we had her on. You, I'm guessing, Tom, you were either in Florida. Cali- where else have you been? Florida, California? Did you uh, to- I was in, oh, since the basketball season started? Well, we had her on. Florida, California, and Vegas. You were at one of those three when we had yeah. her on. Yeah, we you had her said on. he was laying uh, on a sidewalk somewhere. No, Tommy said he was laying in his own vomit in his <laughs> hotel room. Waking up with vomit caked all over. No, That's he Tom- did not. Tommy said that on the air. Didn't you, Tommy? Own it. Yep. <laughs> but we really didn't talk about Suter much when he was gone no, this time. That's you good. Even, you no. even commented on the fact that we didn't. You shouldn't comment. talk about Suter when he's gone. When um, I miss Suter when he's gone. I know, but you don't need to talk about him. <laughs> I. 
Well, we usually talk about you at your expense. That's well, of course. That's part of the reason we do it. We're not doing it to build you up. We're doing it to tear you down. That's why we do it. Right, Tommy? It's to tear you down. Fine. That's great. And I I'm always gone, tell him, knock it off, you guys. He I, does. He yeah. does. As he's laughing. As he's laughing uncontrollably, knock it off. And if we thought Souter was like just this <laughs> raving, troubled alcoholic, we wouldn't make light of it on the other. No. Episode. That's how I operate. No. I think he's a guy, alcohol is his co-pilot, but he lands safely every day. That's why I does. look at it. You know, well, I don't know about a co-pilot. <laughs> you, can, you can drink alcohol responsibly. You can. You can. And, and Tom, I do. Tom's the master at it. And I do. I drink water responsibly. You do. I don't drink enough water. I don't like water. Uh, I just never have. I, I drink it if I'm really thirsty, yeah, but I just don't like water. I don't. I drink it sometimes. I'd rather have iced tea than water. <laughs> I got to have. It's just boring. Well, I don't disagree, but it's good for you. Oh, it's good for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like today I had a big glass of orange juice. That has a lot of water in it, but it also has sugar in it too. But yeah. I love orange juice in the morning. Jan's driving me nuts with sugar. She's on this... Uh, not letting you eat it? No, she lets me eat it. She just lectures you when you lectures do? Lectures everything. Yeah. But do you eat a lot of sugar? Not, I mean, it's not the sugar, it's the uh, insulin. Oh, okay. Okay, I, okay, I see. And yeah. so, you know, the Diet Coke doesn't have sugar, but it still produces insulin. And, oh, yeah, Diet Pop's and not as good really Yeah. Diet Pop's not as good for you as some people make it out to be. Well, I don't think it's... It's all chemicals. Yeah, it's just, in some well, ways, it's, it's... I just like the taste. I don't drink it for diet purposes. Yeah. Well, you I, are sparing yourself calories. I, I've given, I mean, given How many of those do you drink a day? Uh, well, these particular cans that are coming out, <laughs> not many. This is only my... But in a normal one. routine, you drink three or four Diet Cokes a day? Probably. Okay, if that was regular, that'd be six, 700 calories. Yeah. So you're avoiding that. That's the obviously the value of drinking Diet Pop, but you're also... Well, Having she, the diuretics and all the chemicals and stuff. She is gone. All she drinks is coffee or water, and she's lost. But good for a, her. A ton of weight. Oh, that yeah, that'll so, do I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I've just let's see if this I'm could. Just it's a little up. early. This could be Fran. Hello. Air Supply loves Diet Coke too, Captain. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was Fran. It was Mace Part Three. <laughs> No, I just don't. Uh, I, I can't I, stand Diet Pop. It I, just leaves the worst aftertaste. I've tried them all, too, and they're ugh, just terrible. Do you ever hear of Bobby Rydell? Yes. Okay, well, he died yesterday. And I did all these uh, shows with him. Are Fabian, we still talking about Diet Avalon. Pop, or are we taking a complete left turn? The complete left turn. Is it long? Cause... No. Okay. But... Just was the nicest. What made you think of him when we were talking about that? Oh, wild one. That was him. On, I'm yeah. going to tame you down. Yeah. Wasn't Rydell High School in Greece? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was Rydell High. Yeah. Stalker Channing playing like a, she's 35 playing a high school kid. I got such a, wasn't she in like her mid-30s? Yes. And she was playing Rizzo, who's like, yeah. you know, the, a senior in high school. Yeah, a tough a tough one, and she looked thirty-five. I mean, yeah. she no more looked like a she no more looked like a high school kid in that thing. That's on a lot now recently. I've noticed yeah. Grease is on a ton. Ed Burns is in it. He's a disc jockey. Is he really? Yeah. Okay, I forgot yeah. about that. Vince Fontaine. Vince Fontaine. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that at the theater. I mean, I was like thirteen when that came out. Yeah. No, it's on all the time. It is on all the time. Yeah. So, um, 
I right. wanted to get off the uh, the insulin thing. <laughs> so I changed this. Up. That's fine. Just I just need uh, to know. So where... I mean, what kind of stuff is she eating then? Fish. We're eating regular. Yeah, we. But is we she always exercising? did. We always did. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. That's probably the but best thing. Yeah. Diet and exercise. She read this book with her sister, and they're both losing weight. But if I, you know, when I went home the other day, mm-hmm. she said, "What'd you have for breakfast?" I said, "I had a cupcake." Oh, my God, those cupcakes were good. Yeah. My only regret is I didn't take, like, three of them. Yeah. Aunt, I took... Man, it's really good. Man, those yeah. were good. Yeah. Tell her to make a few more, would you? Yeah. What were those? It wasn't dark chocolate. It was something... No, man, it was... They were really good. Yeah. Well, I got... I got the, I got the frosting all over the Oh, I know you did. <laughs> but when I left, I had the one, and when I got home, I ate it. I'm like, man, I wish I would have taken more. I go, what the hell? No, they'll tell her those no, were they really were great. good. Those, yeah. those were really okay, good. Okay, so I went home, and I said, that, you know how much sugar that's got? A lot. Well, I said could, that. You can so have a little sugar. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> I did, though. I mean, a little yeah, amount of sugar is not bad for you. You know I belabored it. I said, no, it's got a lot. You know. How many did you have? Just one? Yeah, that's all I had. So who ate most of them? Because there was a ton of them in there. Did, did anyone I eat? have one? Yeah, I just had one. Did you have one, Suter? Uh-uh. Oh, I had were, one at home. They were great. Well, they're oh, gone. Oh, no, they're fantastic. But then I had to clean up everything here because I got the frosting on my hands, and then I touched the, I touched the board, <laughs> you know. Well, why weren't you able to eat it a little more responsibly? I, well, I didn't. I don't know why. What happened? I think I'm losing it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And I don't care. <laughs> That's the sad thing. I'm losing it. I realize it, and I don't care. <laughs> trying to think if there was anything else from football yesterday. Well, is this the? That's the business line. That's the business line. Anything else from football yesterday? There was really no news to come out of anything, and I doubt there will be any. I mean, there's just not much news that comes out in spring ball. No, there isn't. I mean, as long as you don't have injuries. That's the main thing you worry about with spring ball. But it's just not a time because, I mean, like when they asked Brian Ferentz last week about the quarterback competition where Joey stands, Brian's like, well, you, there's really not any competition at this stage because Joey's so far behind the other guys. But he was saying by the end of spring ball, hopefully he's caught up a little bit. But Brian wouldn't even really acknowledge like Joey being in the competition right now because he still has too much to learn from an experience standpoint. That, I thought that was a somewhat of an unusual answer. But, I mean – it is what it is. I still think Petra starts the season opener. I'm going to stick with that until I see or hear something to make me think otherwise. I mean, then why, why do f- other freshmen around the country, why are they able to come in and start right away? I mean, I don't the, get it. Is our offense I've so been, complicated? I, I've uh, been told that the offense is so complicated, but then, then I watch the product on the field on Saturdays, and I'm like, this is complicated? I, I, I know. I don't get it. I don't either. That's what I don't get. And I think that's a fair question. It doesn't look complicated mm-hmm. the way they play. When I can say, well, they're going to hand the ball to Goodson off right tackle, and the play's going to stretch way out, and he'll probably get two or three yards. Lots of times, that's exactly what happens. To me, it's not complicated, but that's one of the, oh, man, you got to learn this playbook, this playbook, this playbook. And, well, maybe, you, I don't know, maybe you condense the playbook a little bit. But no, Brian. Brian basically didn't even say right now that it's a competition because Labus still has so far to go as far as learning from an experience standpoint. I I just thought that was kind of a weird answer. Uh, yeah, it is. Because there's some people insisting that Labus is the guy. 
I mean, and Brian did bring that up too. He he's he's aware of that stuff. And the next quarterbacks, he kind of joked about how the quarterback who doesn't play, he said the moment. What did he say? The moment Alex played, he was done. Next. And yeah. he's kind of right about that. He, no, of course he is. Yeah. But oh, no. in fairness, though, Alex didn't play well enough for people not to say next. You know what I mean? Had Alex come in there and just lit it up? For sure. For sure, but that didn't happen. But, but, but it didn't happen. No, no, it didn't. Hello? Yeah, this is Fran calling for uh, Pat. Hey, Fran, how you doing? This is Pat. You got Tom Suter and Captain Steve. We appreciate you coming on. Okay. Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, let's talk. You know, Fran, I haven't spoken to you since the season and then we were talking earlier um I'll tell you what i used to put a lot of emphasis on the ncaa tournament and i still do but this team has kind of changed the way i think winning 26 games winning the big 10 tournament i just i mean i love the ncaa tournament but i just don't think that erases anything just your thoughts on that because i think what you guys did this year to me this was maybe your best coaching job and i know there's a lot of Great coaching jobs you've done at Iowa, but I just really think what you did with this team stands out. Just your thoughts now that you've had some time to look back at this season. Well, I appreciate that, Patty. You know, I think this team was was a lot of fun to coach mm-hmm. uh, on so many different levels. It was a challenge, you know. And, and and when you and I talked before the season, it was something that I said, and I think you agreed, is that you know everybody being in a new role mm-hmm. is challenging for all of us. Uh, you know, so it's not only being in a new role, it's accepting that role and then excelling in that role. So, you know, you start with a new point guard, a new shooting guard, and, you know, a new star, a new small forward. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to transfer, and, and, and you're trying to put it all together, and you don't really know what you have. You know, you think, you know, I felt like we had good players. I felt like we had we were going to have a really good team. But I didn't know how early it would happen, and you know, so uh, the schedule early was conducive to letting those guys grow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then we had that tough stretch where we had to play at you know at Virginia, at Purdue, and at Iowa State with Illinois at home. That was a tough stretch, especially when Keegan went down. But you know, the other thing that happened was Keegan sprained his ankle. The other guys stepped up. Yeah, I think that was a big moment for this team on so many different levels to play the way we did without him. But then, you know, we made the lineup change and, you know, those are always hard because it wasn't like anybody wasn't performing well. It's what do we think might help this team click a little bit better. But then again, you know, Jordan, I knew Jordan could, could handle the point. I felt like he was, he was going to be better there and he was, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like Tony was deserving of a shot, you know, and then, uh, you know, Joe kept playing for us. Uh, kept competing, you know. I mean, nobody likes to get taken out of the starting lineup, but he kept working and, and, and kept producing. Uh, played with great energy and and had a great attitude about it. So, you know, I think that's probably typified the team. It's a, it was a team that had great attitude. They had great chemistry. They really loved each other, and uh, and accomplished amazing things. You know, the, the tournament. You know, we say it all the time. You know. It, you can debate seating, you know, and, and I've said, you know, you could argue that we were improperly seated, but then I, why would I say that? Because I always say it doesn't matter where you're seated because every team in that tournament is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a 13 at Siena. We beat a four, uh, you know, so I know what that's like. You know, we played the oldest team in the NCAA tournament. 
this, these are unique times, you know, with, with, you know, COVID seniors, you know, so we have guy, you know, we have Jordan playing in his sixth year. It's, it's a unique time. Uh, but you get into that tournament and, you know, we had been shooting the ball really well. We didn't shoot the ball that well. So it's one day and, and played a good team. Didn't shoot it well, had a chance. Uh, you know, obviously we had a couple calls that didn't go our way, but you could have a couple calls that go your way, and next thing you know, you're in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of, kind of things happen. And when they, whenever you're in a lose one game, you lose, you're out. That's going to, you know, you're going to end up seeing what you see. Whereas in the NBA, it's best of seven. Well, yeah. now the best team wins. You know, because you've proven that you're the best team, you're going to win four. Uh, you know, so... I, I obviously we all wanted to go a little bit further, but uh, if you started the tournament tomorrow, we could end up in the final four. It's just it's one of those things. It wasn't it wasn't our day shooting the ball, but I thought we competed. I thought we we moved it, we shared it. I thought we competed, uh, but we you know we we you know you think about it. It kind of reminded me of the Gonzaga game where you know we didn't play that bad, but we didn't make shots. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick was four for seven. You take him out. I think we were two for twenty-two. Everybody else, so yeah. it's going to be hard. You know, in that second half, Patrick was at times the best player on the court. I was watching, saying to myself, "This is kind of maybe a preview of next season." Obviously, Patrick and Chris Murray are going to be two huge pieces. But do you see Patrick taking that next step? I think he has to for next year's team. He has to. You know, I think there's a couple things he's got to get a little bit stronger. Now mm-hmm. he did last year. We said the same thing. When we had this conversation last year, Patrick's got to get stronger. We got him up over 200 pounds. He was up to 205 at some point. He's got to get up over 210, 212 in that range. So that if he does, you know, maybe get a cold or something like that and he goes down to 207 or 208, it's not that big a deal. He's got to play off two feet a little bit more because uh, what that will do is it will enable him to get to the free throw line more often, mm-hmm. uh, get some up and unders, uh, you know, and, and improve on his two-point percentage, he shot 47% from two. That's got to be up over 50, which it will be next year. You know, his three-point percentage was 33, which is solid, but, you know, he'll work really hard this summer. We'll get that up over 36, you know, in that range, 37. And then, But the strength will also help him with his rebounding. He was really good at times, and times he wasn't. Uh, but I thought defensively he was solid. Uh, you know, he... He was a really good player for us in a lot of situations. I mean, he scored the ball consistently. He played consistently well. He doesn't turn it over. He's a really good passer, so he fits our style of play, the way we move and share the ball. But I think you're going to see a guy next year that you know, you know, know, goes from 11 to 17, something like that, 18, uh, with, with added confidence and strength and uh, an expanded role along with Chris. I think you're right about him. I think we saw greatness at times, and sometimes he got in foul trouble, and sometimes he got down on himself. And it's one of the things I talked to him about. I said, you know what? You're really good. Just just get to the next play. You miss a shot. You turn it over. You commit a foul that, okay, maybe wasn't the smartest foul. Just you're a winning guy. You're a team guy. Just go to the next play and understand that uh, you have a chance to be great, and I'm looking forward to seeing him do that. Tell us a little bit, Fran, about uh, what we can expect to see from Tony Perkins next year and what kind of uh, improvements we can see in his game. The, the thing about him is he, he's got a pretty mature game. I mean, what makes him special is the way that he competes 
and he kind of plays the game with a reckless abandon. Yeah. You know, so I think what you'll see is a guy who is going to be really mature going into his third year. He's still got three years of eligibility, but he will be his third year in college. You know, so physically he'll be in a great place. I think mentally, mentally he'll be in a great place from a confidence standpoint to have been inserted into the starting lineup and have played so well and our team played well. You know, I think he feels really good about himself. And I think you'll see him, as you started to see towards the end of the year, shoot the ball better outside. You know, I think that's the next step for him because if he's making threes, that sets up his drive, which is obviously really special. Fran, I know you can't talk specifics about the portal, but is it fair to say that you're active in the portal right now looking at certain things and the two departures, Josh Agundale and Joe Toussaint, does that impact what you're looking for in the portal? Well, I think I think you know it's obvious with with losing King, we got to get a front court guy. Sure, you know whether it's a five or a you know a power forward, we we got to get a front court guy. So so we have some depth there. We have somebody that can step in and help us. You know, you know we you know last year we got Philip that was huge. You know, with the departure of of Luca, and then with Jack not coming back, so then it becomes. Paramount with Keegan gone, we got to get another front court guy. So that's really what our focus is. I feel really good about our backcourt situation and the development of Peyton Sanford. I, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like you know he's really going to be able to step up. I think Desante Bowen and Josh Dix are really good players. Uh, you know, we'll get Connor back, and uh, you know, so we'll have we'll have the depth that we need. You know, you start going after. Uh, we're going to go after every six-three guy and every six-six guy. You know what message are you sending to the guys that are here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're uh, right. you know you're not good enough. We need somebody else. You know we have proven talent. We have proven guys here, and uh, it's obvious we need we need front court help. Fran, are you confident that uh, Josh Dix is going to be able to play this season? Absolutely, he. Uh, you know, I, you know, it, maybe maybe it's too early to say that. Other, I'm just going on what our doctor said. You know, mm-hmm. they looked at, you know, the the X-rays and the MRI images of of his of his leg, and he's on a really good. Obviously, this at, at this point, he's going really slow. You know, so if we get to a point where he doesn't get where we need to get to, I mean, obviously we have an opportunity to redshirt him, but that's not my plan. I mean, our doctors say he he should be ready to go. You know, certainly by October one. Great, but the the key for that is not to make him feel pressure. Sure, like you, you, you kind of. I probably shouldn't even say a date. You know, like that's not. Maybe it's October fifteenth. Maybe it's November one. You know, maybe it's November fifteenth. You know, and then we make a decision. But the bottom line is, it 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 everything fit. Every, you know, it, he's healing well. He's, he's he's on a great path. He's a diligent young man. And uh, he's a guy that's really versatile, so he would really help us. And as far as Desante Bowen, I've only seen him on tape, but boy, I would—he looks like a scoring point guard. He looks like he can shoot, use both hands, get to the basket, shoot from the front. Just talk about how you think he can come in and help this team. You pretty much summed it up, Pat. I mean, he's—he's he's got some size to him. He rebounds the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he get his own shot at any time. Really good in ball screens. Gets to the rim at will. But can step out and make shots. Uh, you know, I think has a very mature mindset. You know, he, he he understands how to win, how to run a team. So you know, we have you know with, with Aaron coming back and uh, 
We can play Josh there. We can play Connor there. We, we've got versatility. But the thing that I also like is, and Aaron proved that last year, Aaron can play either spot. DeSante can play either spot. Mm-hmm. Josh can play three spots. Connor can play four spots. So I think we've got great versatility there. Just talk, I mean, with Connor coming back, I mean, that's a bit, I mean, to get his leadership, his versatility, how big is that going to be for you to, to almost have another coach on the floor with the amount of experience he has? And he's willing to adapt to whatever role you give him. Yes, he, you know, he only cares about one thing, and that's winning. He, he's great with his teammates. Uh, he, he knows them, obviously, as you would expect, personally, and he knows their games. So he can comment in a way that is accepted you know that's the that's the critical thing you know it's not like he's jumping your case and do what i tell you to do because mm-hmm. i'm the leader no he knows exactly how to go at guys uh put his arm around them talk to them you know get through to them encourage them be positive with them that's what you need your leader to do now you know we had he and jordan last year we don't have jordan next year so i think it's really critical with what is still a relatively young team. Now, we've got some older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Phillip's an older guy, but you know, people forget it. Even last year, he was really, really good for us. But there was times when you know, you're calling something, and he's got to think hard because he's only run it a few times. Other guys, you know, it's not like he's a senior, even though he was. He's not a senior here in terms of running our system. Mm-hmm. They play completely differently at North Dakota. So, you know, Connor... Being versatile and being able to step up and just being that guy in the locker room, in the weight room, during the summer, during the dog days, after a bad loss. I mean, those guys are just invaluable. And, uh, and, and I mean, it, it's it's so much fun for me to watch, but uh, you know, I have so much trust in his ability to be that guy in a way that, you know, he's never thinking about himself from a selfish perspective. He also made some big threes this year. He had that stretch where did that surprise he you? Did. did you see that coming? I mean, he was on fire for an extended period. He was. You know, Pat, you know, what's interesting about him, you know, his the, the way his baseball career went was not what he had hoped for mm-hmm. or any of us had hoped for because he had a great fall three years ago. And then we were at the Big Ten tournament. They send us home, shut down the NCAA tournament, shut down the baseball season. So then he comes back the next fall, kills it again. And then he has hip surgery. Yeah. He can't play, so he's missed two baseball seasons. So when he came back after the surgery, he went back to try to play last fall. Because he knew if he was going to have any chance to help this team this year, he had to be able to produce in the fall. Mm-hmm and get his game back together. Well, it didn't didn't happen. Like, he just, you know, hips are too important, and he had missed too much. So he stepped away because, you know, he wasn't going to be in a position to do that. So that's sad and unfortunate, but what it does is it open up, opens up an opportunity elsewhere because when he tried to play baseball, that's why he had all those injuries early. His, mm-hmm. his back was killing him. He couldn't play, and then he sprained his ankle. But it was really his back. I mean, he missed a game or two, and even a couple times I put him in, and he was he was solid, but you know nothing up to what he's capable of. I mean, you saw him a lot in high school. And he was always a good shooter. Yeah. And he uh, uh, two years ago, it was like three years ago now. 
you know, he shot 38% in Big Ten play. Uh, and then uh, two years ago, he didn't shoot well. And then last year, he didn't start the season well, but finished, finished strong and shot a pretty good number. So I think if you see if you see him next year, he will have played all summer in basketball, all fall in basketball, yeah. which he's never done because it's always been baseball. I think now you'll see a guy who's physically ready and his game is a lot tighter, and I think for our team would be incredibly invaluable. Uh, Fran, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the the portal and and how it's changed things for you. You know, for the first thirty years or whatever of your career, you were always able to to look down the line a few years and say, well, Bill's going to be here. He'll be a senior, and Jimmy will be a senior, etc. And and now it it's just kind of up in the air a little bit, and you see people that not just here but other places leaving that you would never expect to see them leave how how can you plan long term now with with the portal the way it is well the, the sad thing about that is uh you you could argue for or against the portal i would argue that the rule was fine the way it was okay but you know a lot of people said okay the kids should be able to move a little more freely uh, so you, you could convince, I think, people one way or the other. Sure. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is it, 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 the rule was changed simultaneously with the addition of NIL. Mm-hmm. So now guys are just getting bought. And, and that's not what this was supposed to be. So it's, it's horrible, but it's the world we live in. So, you know, when we say, oh, it's the wild, wild west, ha-ha, everybody laughs, okay, it's the wild, wild west. But that's what it is. You know, and, and I think the point that you were trying to make is a good one, and that is, okay, we were hired, I've been hired at a number of different institutions to do one thing, and that's build a program. Do it the right way, graduate your players, try to win as much as you can, be a positive representative of the institution, be a role model to your players, and that's what building a program is. And now you're finding, you know, I had a conversation with, 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 a, with a good friend who's in the business, and he called me about a player who is really good. And he plays a position that other players that we already have. He's like, I said, what? Well, we got guys. And he's like, you got to start thinking differently. Oh, yeah, how am I supposed to think? He said, what do I have to do to win this year? Don't worry about anybody's feelings. Just get rid of guys, sign guys, uh, acquire guys. You know, it's like you're picking them up off the waiver wire, and you just wave people. I, I've never done it that way. I, you know, I feel like this business is about relationships. I have great relationships with my players, but the reality is, there's going to be times when, you know, look at Joe Toussaint. I mean, that kid played as hard as he possibly could for me every day. I mean, I love that kid. He wants more. He wants to play 34 minutes. He doesn't want to play 17 or 18 minutes. Okay, well, I hope he finds that. And he may not, because he may be sold a bill of goods by somebody. I hope that doesn't happen, because I love that kid. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, guys, there are some of my esteemed colleagues will say what you got to say to get the kid to come. Yeah, you're going to play 34 minutes. And then you play however many minutes you're going to play him anyway, and you don't really care. See, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie to anybody. 
And I'm not going to say, oh, by the way, I'll play you 35 minutes next year just to get them to stay when, it, when that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, tell, I tell people the truth. Then I can sleep at night. So the portal is what it is. Last year there were 1,800 names in the portal. 33% of the guys that went in it never had anywhere to go wow. at the back end. Mm-hmm. But I got a call from a, from a young guy. I said, Coach, I just put my name in the portal. What happens now? I said, well, you better hope your phone rings. Because <laughs> it might not. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't, like, guys don't even understand what what they just did. Because the reality is, if a guy puts his name in the portal, then he calls and says, I want to come back. I don't have to take him back. I can say no. So it, 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 it's it's... It's not what this is supposed to be, guys. It's just not. Well, but you know what? It is. It's the way it is. Yeah, you're right. So, if ever there was, a, it is what it is. It's right now. So <laughs> yeah. you do what, what you do. What you can. You know, we're going to try to do. We're going to try to be more active with NIL with our guys. There are rules with NIL, but again, some of my esteemed colleagues are not paying any attention <laughs> to those rules. Well, pay the guy to come back, you know, like like last year. Hey, Luca, don't go to the pros. We'll pay you, you know, one eight. Stay here, you know, and and uh, you know we'll pay you more than the, than than the Pistons were going to pay you. We could have done that, you know. We didn't, and you know, and the reality is, he was ready to go fulfill his dream. And I mean, what more could he have done here? We love him. He, he he provided so many great memories for all Hawk fans and did it in a way that was incredibly classy. And it's time for you to go to the league. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, which is what I told him when I recruited him. I'm going to help you get there, which is kind of what you said from the beginning. Like, you know, you bring a guy in, you develop him, you help him, you help him grow. Occasionally there are guys that don't develop like you thought. Maybe there are personal things in their lives that preclude them from doing that, or they're just not as hard a worker as maybe another guy that you brought in, and that guy moves ahead of him, and that's that's life. You know, sometimes people outwork you, so and, f- and you don't get to play as much. That's that's life. That's what the world is. So it's a different time for sure. I, I still consider myself a guy that Gary Barta met with 12 years ago and I promised them I would come here and build a program. And that's what I'm, I'm going to continue to try to do my best to do. And you have have done a fantastic job of that. Now let me ask you this. Are, are there schools that have an NIL war chest of $30 million to use? Um, and if so, you know, what sort of... Uh, Numbers are you going to be able to have to work with? Is it does it work like that at all? Or well, the answer is yes. I mean, you know, and, and obviously, when you start talking about those kinds of numbers, it's the really big football powerhouses that have that kind of money. But it could also be institutions that have the most billionaires. Mm-hmm. I was laughing with with my good friend Mitch Henderson the other day, the coach at Princeton. I said, "Dude, like you could." You could have the best team in college basketball. Call up a couple of your buddies that you went to school with, <laughs> and, and just you could have the best roster in college basketball if you want to, because you know more billionaires than everybody else. Uh-huh. He, and he said they wouldn't let us do that here. I said, "There's nothing to stop you." What do you mean they would? You know, the rules are the rules. 
Like, you could do that. But, I mean, you know, they, 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 they will never – he's right. You know, keep in mind, I mean, they, they canceled the season and, and, you know, they just bent over backwards to de-emphasize athletics and emphasize athletics, which is one of the reasons why I went to Penn, because we emphasized athletics, you know, in the Ivy League. But that, you know, I digress. But go back to your point, are the teams that have $30 million? Yes. Now, a lot of that $30 million is going to football. That's the reality for that. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, so you're dealing with smaller numbers in basketball. But I can only imagine what Kentucky's going to do for Oscar Sheway. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he's going to go back. He's not going to the pros. Wow. Uh, you know, and, and, and there are so many. That's my prediction. It hasn't been decided yet. He got the Wooden Award. He got the Naismith Award. Maybe he will. You know, but I, I think he'll go back to Kentucky because they're going to want him back. He's a hard-working kid. He's a great player. He's a humble kid. He gave a great speech at the uh, Naismith brunch. I was there with Keegan and his parents. He was a finalist. They had a dinner on Friday night you know, uh, down in New Orleans, and then the brunch on Sunday where they announced the winner. And Oscar got to give a great speech, just a humble kid. You know, you root for a guy like that. And you would say to yourself, like, if you guys were there, you'd say, boy, it's great that he's coming back. You know? But we all know why he's coming. If he comes back, he's coming back for money. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So, and, and that's legal. So if that's so, the case. you know, the numbers are staggering. There are guys, there are college players making seven figures. So uh, let's say most they. Most aren't. Most are not. Uh, you know, but we, well, it, it, as it relates to us, we have to get into the arena where our guys are getting paid. And, and we've got to get those numbers to a point where they're competitive yeah. with what other teams are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's reality. Fran, I wanted to add, um, there's a lot when you look back at this season. Keegan's rise to stardom, Patrick and Chris. To me, two of the biggest things, and you've already brought up one that helped this team this year, was Joe's willingness to accept the role you gave him off the bench, even though, like you said, you know deep down he probably didn't like it, but he did it for the good of the team. And then Philippe, I don't think people realize, I mean, he was a 16, 17-point game scorer. He came here and accepted that role. How big is that, though, to get players to be selfless and to put the team in front of their needs? Because it seems like, to me, that's when I think of this team. Those are two things that stand out from this season. I want to tell you something. Philip Robracha is, is an absolute joy, absolute joy to coach every day. When that kid competes, uh, I think there, there's more in there, you know, and I, I'm encouraging him to really work on his offensive game. Because mm-hmm. you're right, he averaged 17 points a game, and, and when you think about that, if you, you know, if you do that, you can do that here. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's going to be harder the players are going to, yeah, they are. But, and he got 17, 18, some games, but I think there was times when he was almost too concerned about us and wouldn't play in a kind of a free-flowing way. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know what, the way he guarded ball screens, I mean, the way with well, the biggest steal of the game in the Purdue game in the championship game when he kind of showed and got back and jumped up and stole the ball mm-hmm. when they absolutely had to have a score. I mean those kinds of winning plays they're just character guys. He's physical, you know. He's smaller than some of the guys he had to go against, but he screened and he sacrificed and he had some great games. He had some games where he didn't score as much, but he was phenomenal. 
with his defense and rebounding and just happy to be on a winning team. Loves his teammates. I mean, everybody loves that kid. You can tell. And 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 you're right. And same with Joe. I mean, everybody loves Joe. I mean, everybody his teammates love him. And like whenever you put him in the game, you never had to worry about him competing. I mean, he gave you he gave you blood every time you put him out there. <laughs> yeah, he did. And that that's who he is, and that's who Philip is, and those are winning guys. If you get a post player, could Philip play some at power forward? Is that his natural position? No question. That might actually help him. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Get back to scoring the way that he's capable, because he can rip and drive, and he's got up and unders. He's got jump hooks. Uh, he can step outside and shoot the ball better than we saw this year. We saw it at times, uh, and, and, he, and he's really working on that right now. I mean, he's an incredibly conscientious kid. Fran, I got one last question. We really appreciate your time. Um, somebody just texted me and wants to know who's going to be the first-team consensus All-American on the roster next season since it's happened three years in a row, which I, I never thought I would see that before. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> they were sort of joking, but, you know, I mean, it's an incredible feat. Yeah. It really You're is. You're right. I mean, it, it, it's hard to get. There's only five of them. It's hard to get one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's hope that uh, you know it could be you know Chris or Patrick. You know, those were the two guys that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Could they take? Because they, you know, they they would have to take that jump. Uh, you know, those are two candidates. You know, could it be? You know, one of our guards. You know, we've we've got a, a core there. Of, you know, Tony and Aaron, and, and uh, you know, Desante and Josh and Connor. You know, we didn't think necessarily Keegan was going to be first team All American, <laughs> but I think your best bet is probably Chris or Patrick. That's right what I was now. thinking. Yeah. And let one last thing with Chris, the way Keegan emerged. I mean, they've been together so much. Did you ever have to talk with Chris? Uh, to keep his head up. I know it's his brother. He loves him, but you know, he's proud. He's got, did you ever see Chris struggle with the amount of stardom and attention that Keegan was getting? Was that ever an issue? It was, well, it was not, uh, well, I, I put it this way. I don't think it was, okay. I, I didn't notice it. Nor did I just from watching him in games. Tangible way, you know, but like we, we were, we were in a hotel, uh, the morning, uh, after the Richmond game, and Chris was waiting in line at Starbucks, and uh, Lady Gonzalez told him, "Keegan, can you sign this?" You know, <laughs> and he said that happens to him all the time, and, really? and you could you can kind of understand that, I guess, you know. Sure. So, uh, he it, just nothing seems to bother that kid that way. They are hilarious together because they love each other so much, and they you know, like if if they if they come into a film session. They sit right next to each other. If they're at a meal, they sit next to each other. Yet all they do is give each other a hard time. <laughs> I know. And, 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 and they don't say one negative word about anybody else except to each other. But they love each other, and, and I do think that next year it'll be great for Chris. So you're your old man. Nobody's going to talk about Keegan. Nobody's going to ask you about Keegan. You're, you're, you're the guy. It's Chris, Chris, Chris. And I'm excited for that opportunity for him. Well, listen, Fran, we appreciate it. Um, any cancer awareness, any fundraising stuff that you want to mention that you may be doing here in the new future before we wrap it up? We, we, you know what, Pat? We had, a, we had an incredible weekend. We, we, the Final Four, everybody thinks it's two games, but it's, it's, there's so many things. Obviously, there was the Naismith. Mm-hmm. 
dinner and brunch. It was Jordan winning the three-point contest at the NCAA Division One head coaches meetings. But we also do a lot with coaches versus cancer. Okay. And we had our meeting. We had our luncheon. Uh, this summer we'll be participating in two golf outings, one in Las Vegas, one in Illinois. Uh, fundraising there. Margaret and I will have our fundraiser again in the fall. Uh, for AYA, which the, where the money goes directly to the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. But one little sidebar, the young man from Wash U that was brought to our attention by Duez Henderson, uh, who is, has been diagnosed with cancer and, and was on an experimental drug, we, we had him in our locker room for the, before the Rutgers game. He had a bucket list. He wanted to go to the Big Ten tournament, we had him in our locker room. He put the name, and he moved our team over in the bracket. Wow. Uh, got to know him really well. His name is Justin Hardy. We warmed up with Justin Hardy T-shirts. Uh, Margaret and I arranged for him through uh, Troy Hilton, uh, Nate Pomade, and uh, Craig Robinson from the NABC. They got his front row tickets for the for the championship game. So Margaret and I sat with he and his that buddy. great. Uh, and he met... Bill Raftery, Jim Nance. Jim Nance has set it up for him to go to the. He's going to go right from there to the Masters. So he's going to be at the Masters on Sunday, and Jim Jim Nance is going to look out for him. And it's just what a, incredible that so many people stepped up for this young man. That is neat. We're praying that he keeps that he keeps getting better, but uh, uh, and it's great to get to know him. So we're it, it's sort of one of those things where with Margaret's uh, association with the national board, we're constantly doing work and i always appreciate you guys bringing that to everybody's attention guys thanks so much you bet now you know friend before we wrap up watching margaret get that honor during the game this year you could tell what that meant. incredible you could just tell what that meant to her i mean it was a really powerful moment and well well deserved it was a it it was and you know she was bawling Mm -hmm. uh which i think you could see you know and patrick just wrapped her up and yes you know is that bond is so incredible because what you know, we were all with him, as you know. But I mean, the relationship with his, with he and his mother through that for, through that ordeal was so special to see, and for her to be recognized, you know, on a national stage yeah. was was emotional for all of us. Okay, well, Tom, anything else? Just thanks so much, Fran, for joining us, and thanks for a, a really thrilling season. season. And it was so much fun to watch this team. You did an incredible job uh, putting the pieces back together after losing so much. Yeah. I mean, just uh, uh, an astounding year, and thank you so much. Well, guys, I always enjoy it. I really appreciate you both. Take care. All right, Fran, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. That was, he's so easy to talk to. Oh, he is. We could talk forever. And we had him on for, what, 35 minutes? Yeah. That's why this is Eastern Iowa's most beloved uh, sports show. And we just clicked over the two-hour mark. And you won't say, but I, I think we're great. You won't say, but I will. I, we're okay. We're, we're, we're on, great. No, we're not okay. We're, we're on the air. <laughs> I think so? I, I'm trying to. Now is the time I'll think of the questions I didn't. Ask, but I think we covered most. I think we did too. And Connor well, coming back for sure. He basically confirmed Connor's coming yep. back. And if Oscar Sweebway comes back, I, I I'm not sure if that's good for college basketball or not. I I'm happy for him if he's. But to think that you're going to turn down the NBA because you can make more money. In Kentucky, the one thing I'm I was going to ask him and didn't. So what number? 
would Kentucky have to give him? Well, I would think they'd have to give him five least, million dollars at least because Oscar would probably be one of the first ten players taken, wouldn't he? Uh, you would think so. That's and then, fifteen twenty million dollars. And then the other question is, if he comes back, he's making five million dollars, and the other players are getting their school paid for. That can't be good for chemistry, no, can I, it? No, that's, and I think those are all Fran's concerns, and I think that's why Fran won't go that route. Fran would rather use the portal to find complementary pieces. Yes. He doesn't I, want to build his roster around the portal. These teams that do that, these quick fixes, they don't always work. No, they don't. No, they I like don't. the way Fran's doing it. And I don't care I what happened in the tournament, 26 wins, Big Ten championship, yeah. you can't argue with the results. No, great it, really, it was a great season. It sure was. Okay. Great season for both. Yep. Yes, for both programs. Okay, yeah. hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.